But if I'm like in the mood, like in a good space, I'd post a maximum of eight videos a day. Wait, what? Okay, no, wait. I kid you not. Eight videos a day? Eight videos, a maximum of eight videos. Welcome to the A1 with Moy. Now, normally I bring you a brand new episode every Tuesday, but we're launching something really interesting, and that is TikTok Thursdays. For the next month, I'm going to be interviewing some incredible South African TikTokers because, well, TikTok has been quite the disruptor in the creative industry. Not only has it launched some new content creators for short form video, which is pretty much taking over every social media platform, it's also the platform for growth. It's a platform for personal brands and companies to grow their audiences and the app that sets trends, trends that affect fashion, Trends that affect music, especially music. It's been such a huge platform for musicians. And it's been a platform that has really been able to communicate with Gen Z audiences. And in Africa, one of the great reasons TikTok, I believe, is doing so well is because there's such a low barrier to entry. You really just need a cell phone. And who doesn't have a cell phone these days? It doesn't even need to be the highest of quality. Good quality, but it doesn't need to be a DSLR or like crisp imagery like other social media platforms platforms and so it is thriving. Currently some of the creators that I've gotten the chance to interview just within the pandemic have seen growth in millions. Now TikTok South Africa has recently launched a campaign called Rising Voices that celebrates a hundred creators who are people of color. So well now normally when we hear POC we think black people but I'm talking Indians, I'm talking coloreds. And by the way for those living outside of South Africa Saying people are colored is a safe term. It's a term used to categorize a group of people. It's not offensive in any way. I just want to make sure that that's clear. This is the internet. And so they are equipping them with conversations with other top influencers, celebrities, and people within the media industry. Now, we normally bring you conversations with people at the top of their field. And because TikTok has been such a disruptor, we want it in. And so for the next month, in each video on Thursdays, I'm going to be interviewing two amazing TikTokers from the Rising Voices campaign. But in this episode, I am interviewing Mpaw Pink and The Real Soso. Now, The Real Soso is an up-and-coming, amazing TikToker. She has just under 200,000 followers, and she only started a few months ago. And Mpaw Pink is one of the top creators in South Africa with 1.1 million million followers and I'm not gonna lie at the beginning I was like are these TikTok followers like real but I dive into all of that in this conversation and so I hope you enjoy it for the next month I'm going to be having conversations with the most amazing TikTokers let me know your questions in the comment section down below and don't forget to do the usual things like subscribe follow us on all social media including TikTok. Also, you can listen to this entire conversation on any podcast platforms. All right, let's dive right in. For those who don't know you, outside of TikTok or just on any platform, actually, for those who don't know you, what's your actual name? So the real source is who we know you by on the social streets. In the social streets, yeah. Actually on Instagram and TikTok and all of that. But okay. what's your actual name? My actual name is Nangamso. And my surname is Puani. Some people assume that TikTokers are like 19, 18, 15 only. Like you, you're grown. Yay! And a lot of people actually think I'm like 19 and 18. Some actually think I'm 16 for some reason. You have beautiful skin. I mean, we had to say that. So obviously that's a good factor. But yes, I do know a lot of people have this perception that TikTok is like kids, kids, kids. Yeah. But you've finished high school, finished university, was working. Mm -hmm. Let's actually go to university. What did you study? Public management. Okay. I did my diploma in BTEC, as I said. Mm -hmm. Then after that, I worked for government, but I think, yeah, it was a contract. Then after that, um, a few years later, I worked for a media company. Mm -hmm. Then after that, I got laid off because of COVID. And that's when I started TikTok because everyone was just like bored. You know, we are on lockdown because it was still those um, hectic days of COVID, the 21 days. 
So um, that's when things actually changed for me. Yeah, when everybody was bored in the house, bored in the house, yeah. bored, yeah. <laughs> so I, um, I downloaded TikTok mm -hmm. during COVID. Well, let me take you back on the story. Okay. So, Walk um, me through it all. So I, I got laid off because of COVID at work. So I was still, um, I was sitting at home and I got a phone call from my cousin, sister. She was like, Ndase, you want to download TikTok. You want to be on that app because it is so you. I know you're going to enjoy it. And I'm like, ah, but I had that app like, about two weeks ago, but I couldn't really figure out what was happening. Bear in mind, a couple of years ago, I had the TikTok. Sorry, I had the app, but it was still called Musical.ly back then. And when I was using Musical.ly back then, it wasn't a thing where, you know, I want to pursue something or whatnot. I was just enjoying, I was just enjoying the app, you know? Yeah. The fast forward videos, mm -hmm. the slow-mos, the effects, you know, I was like really wowed by the app. But because of space on my phone, I had to delete the app. I know, everybody, like that's the struggle. The struggle with like space and as we were deleting things, yeah. downloading them again, deleting them. Yeah, I get that. Like, you know what? I'm just going to find an alternative of, you know, doing the videos again. But long story short, I delete the app, didn't go back again. Yeah. A few years later on, when my cousin, Called, I was like, ah, I had that app, ne? but I don't know how it works. Like, I've, I've tried, I've tried, Umdaz, I've tried. She was like, go back there again, figure it out, fiddle with the app and see, and see, man. But because I see you, I see you on that app. I was like, okay, you know what? It's COVID, I'm bored. I'm not using many apps like, you know, Uber or whatever mm. because it's COVID. So I decided, okay, let me delete a few apps and download this TikTok. And I fiddled with the, with the app until I could get it right. I was like, okay, let's try lip syncing because I've seen a lot of people doing lip syncing and I'm like, I think this is something I could nail. Let's start there because I can't dance. I can't sing, you know? So I was like, okay, let's start lip syncing. And that's when I started lip syncing. And everyone was like, wow, your lip syncing skills are good. Then, you know, started lip-syncing uh, funny videos or funny voice, voice notes, and that's when people uh, started liking my videos. And one of my videos that actually uh, blew up was a voice note, and it blew up first on Facebook. Oh. Yes. So you would, you, would share, you would share them on... I'd save the videos, then share them on my other social media platforms. Then uh, from there, I just... It was an ongoing thing, you know? Then the numbers were growing. Hey, then everything was just, okay, I like it here. Let's yeah. stay here. <laughs> Love that, okay. You know? So here you are. Let's talk Musical.ly for, for a second. How long did you like have Musical.ly for? Like how long were you creating content on Musical.ly? Honestly, it wasn't very long. I think I had the app for like five months. Yeah. But I, th I thought that app was like not even for South Africans, firstly, because I'd see like a lot of um, white people, like yeah. white people content on the app. And I uh, honestly, honestly, I don't want to lie. I did not know how the app worked. Yeah. But because I was always around family and friends and that time I was still in varsity. So I do like, you know, um, videos, yeah. like chilling with friends and... I was so amused by this thing of uh, doing all these fast-forwarded videos and slow-mos and I'd save them and I'd, you know, create a, a mini-vlog of my day on, on how it was and whatnot. Then, yeah. Okay, okay. So here you are, it's COVID. You download the app yeah. um, and you start creating content. How often would you create content on the app? The day I figured how TikTok actually worked mm -hmm. I got hooked up <laughs> big time <laughs> not only for creating content but also just swiping and scrolling scrolling all the time you know I was just drawn so um I think I would create like a max of 
three videos back then. Okay. Yeah, three videos per day. Three videos per day. Per day. Yeah, I'm thinking three videos per week. No, you child, I was hooked. <laughs> so it would be like three, three videos per day. You would create all three a day. Would you post all, like, would you post every day or would you like, you create three today? Whenever I feel like creating a video, but I'm, weekly would say, I honestly don't know. Honestly, yeah. back then, I honestly don't know. But I would frequently post. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So when did you realize, like, actually, this, this, this is growing and this might be something? I think it was when I started my first voice note video. Okay. Of, I don't know if you know her, Usis Pinky. I started that video because the previous year, which was 2019, the video was, um, the, the voice notes were trending. So I was like, okay, let me try this. At least there's no video, so I'm going to make the video. So I started doing the videos, hey, and it blew up. I was like, okay, let me try another part two, because there was like part one, part two, part three. Let me try part two. That one also was like, and my followers were growing, you know? Um, after that, I was like, okay, let me try other, other things yeah. besides the, you know, the videos. Started trying um, out um, other videos of celebrities, you know, the funny videos of them and whatnot. Then I realized I, this, this might be bigger than I actually thought because mm -hmm. my followers were growing fast on a daily basis. What is fast? Like, what is like... Yeah, what is growing fast? Like how many, like a thousand? A thousand, maybe a thousand in two days. I'd get like a lot of, like a thousand followers in two days. Wow. And remember for me, that is very foreign because even on other social media platforms, I wasn't doing this good, yeah. you know? So I was like, okay. And I'd get like a lot of people actually thinking I'm not South African. Then when I do a video or a, a, um, a video speaking my language, everyone would be like, ah, I can't do Kosa, I can't do South African, you know? And that for me was also beautiful because I could engage with other people from other countries. Yeah. And the next thing I knew, I... Here you are. There I was. 100,000, <laughs> almost 200,000, if not 200,000. almost 200,000. Yeah, 200,000 people. Wow. Um, I love what you said about musically that when you were on the app prior, mm -hmm. that all you saw were like white people on the app. And then now with TikTok, and obviously there was like a little bit of controversy with like the white creators and black yeah. creators and things like that. And I think there's, there's so many young, and young, like under 30 guys, under 30 is young, um, not just under 20, um, but so many young black creators yeah. who are creating content because it's literally just on your phone. Yes. And so tell me the difference now, seeing what Musical.ly was on your timeline yeah. versus seeing like that on TikTok. When I got to TikTok now, I followed like uh, um, quite a few creators that I knew from either YouTube or from Instagram, yeah. you know. I think also, I, I don't know how it happened, but all of a sudden, the people on my For You page were South Africans. And also, I think algorithm kind of, or the system kind of picked up the kind of content that I liked. So all the creators that, um, sorry, all the creators were, that were appearing on my For You page were actually creating kind of like similar content that I was creating. And that's when I was like, okay, you know, also you get a bit of inspiration here and there. Okay, maybe I could try this. Maybe I could try that and see what really works. Yeah. And yeah. But the, the, the shift was very... It was very huge because on musically, honestly, it was just like white people. And most of them, they're not even South African, you know, they're from the States or in, um, in Europe. Like, okay. But on TikTok, I, I 
got the Zanti flavor that I wanted. <laughs> now, as you started growing, because you've been doing, like, TikTok for you has been since lockdown. So Since like, lockdown. So just like a year. Mm -hmm. You, you said something about then Instagram and like other social media platforms that your growth on TikTok affected. Yes. Tell me about that. Okay. When I started TikTok, my followers on Instagram were pretty low, like less than 2,000, I think. Yeah. Right? Then, but my numbers on TikTok were growing. And so I decided, okay, let me, let me link my... What, what do you call hyperlink? Yeah, well, yeah, just to yeah. link the Instagram. To link my Instagram account there. Then uh, that's when people actually started following my Instagram also. Did you tell people? Because, you know, on YouTube, they'll be like, oh, follow me on Instagram. No, so I didn't. used to telling people on, on YouTube, like, guys. Honestly, no, I didn't. Although I wanted to, <laughs> but I didn't. I wanted to, but I didn't. I'd only, like, put, like, a caption on my videos, like, go follow me on Instagram, like, on the... Not... Not like tell them on a video that, hi guys, I'm also on Instagram. No, I, I, I've never. Then how did your Instagram, like what did your Instagram then really grow to? I took a video from TikTok yeah. and posted it there as a reel. Because that video blew up on TikTok. It had like over a million views. Wow. So I was like, okay, firstly, honestly, honestly, being honest, I don't know why that video blew up. <laughs> Honestly, because it was just me that day. Yeah. I was out with a friend and I was like, okay, because we're in the middle of the streets, can you just hold this phone for me? I just want to do a TikTok video very fast. And I was doing a TikTok dance. Then I uploaded the video, I think the following day. Yeah. And yo, the numbers were like, like okay, maybe, the, the, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm something doing some, is something working. is working, whatever it is. Then when I took that video on Instagram, it also blew up on Instagram. Mm. It had like over 300 views, 300, sorry, 300,000 views wow. on Instagram. And that's when I gained more followers. So I was like, okay, maybe if I take some of my videos that I like yeah. and put them on Instagram, maybe that's gonna help me with my following. Yeah. So do you have I know you're still new to all of this, but do you have like a strategy in terms of your content and how often you post, how many times you want to make, like, do you post every single day? Like, how do you like plan your content? Okay, I try by all means to, to post every day. At least if, if like I'm not in a good space to create content, I'll always go to my drafts and just like, pick a video, then post at least one video. That's yeah. like if I'm not in a good space. Mm -hmm. But if I'm like in the mood, like in a good space, I'd post a maximum of eight videos a day. Wait, what? Okay, no, wait. I kid you not. Eight videos a day? Eight videos, a maximum of eight videos. During that time, during that time, I'm not in a good space. Like, I'm not able to create content. Yeah. But that does not mean I can't scroll on TikTok and flag a few sounds that I like and, you know, flag a few content that I'd like to recreate. I'm so shocked by it. By the time, by the time. Also, like on TikTok, you get like a maximum of, three minutes of shooting a video for three minutes. Yeah. But most of them, they're like one minute on the app. Yes. But if you do it externally and, you know, and um, what do you call this, edit everything and it overlaps the one minute, you can still upload it. Okay, so on a good day. On a good day where I'm like, let's do this. I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I'm going to post fire content today I'm it would so, be wait I'm so okay honestly honestly post eight or create eight sometimes I'd create eight then like post six yeah but sometimes I would post eight yeah in one in day in one day dang it's not a lot actually if you think about well it is a lot but 
you know, when you, when you haven't been on TikTok for like three days, like you want to come back. Three days? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. The, oh the longest time I've been away on TikTok was a week. And then, and then how did it, did it affect, did it affect like your, your following, your engagement? Um, I think it did a bit because okay. that's, a, but that was like a long time ago. It, I think it did a bit, you know, I, th I, I don't know if I was like overthinking it, but I felt like people are kind of forgetting me now, you know, or I wasn't appearing on people's for you page anymore. So I was like, ah, uh -uh, never again, never again, a week then. Uh, but because you are not always going to be in a good space to create content and mentally feed, you know, so the longest I've Recently, I think it was like five days, and that was mainly because I wasn't in Cape Town, I was back home, so it was issues of network and you know, uh, mm -hmm. Wi Fi. I'm not on a Wi Fi um, area yeah. and whatnot, so but not in a billion years did I think I would have thought eight posts in one day was like overkill. Uh -uh. I see a lot of creators who even post more than that. Serious. I mean, I think what is helpful, right, is the fact that, like, TikTok is so raw. Like, you yeah. don't have to, be, like, it doesn't need to be all glamified and cameras yeah. and this. It's literally just, like, you can do a lip sync, you can do a, a dance, you can do, a, like, a number yeah. of things. I just thought, I thought people would create a lot of content in one day. I didn't think people posted, like, that many pieces of content in no, one day. No, so sometimes I do. I don't know lie. But most of the time I do that when I've been away on TikTok. Okay. When I've been away for quite like a number of days, yeah. then when I come back, uh, I come back wanting to make up for those days okay. I haven't been on TikTok. And then what happens when you like you're on your regular schedule? Mm -hmm. How many posts a day? Three, four, yeah. Here I was posting one one TikTok a day, <laughs> thinking, you know, I am doing my I'm doing my duty. I'm posting every <laughs> single day on TikTok. Can't see people are posting eight, no. ten. People a day. are regular posters out there wow. on TikTok. I'd post like, let's say I want to post six videos yeah. today. I'm gonna post two in the morning. Okay. Then I'm gonna post two in the afternoon. Then I'm gonna post my last two in the evening. <laughs> I'm giving people what they want. Yo, listen. I'm giving people what they want. Is it like specific times? Are you like, okay, at no. this time, at this time, you jazz? Sometimes I even forget to post. Like, if I tell myself I'm going to post in the, in the afternoon, mm -hmm. I'd like forget, flip. I was supposed to post. Now I have to post more than two in the evening. Yeah. Because, you know, when you post on TikTok, because I've been like a regular, um, you want to see your views as soon as you post you're gonna go back after 15 after 15 minutes and go check how are those videos doing now yeah. you're gonna go at the end of the day and go check how are those videos that I posted yesterday and this morning doing now yeah. you know so I think it's just oh my god it's just the way yeah, it, listen. I think it's all it's also being a bit I don't want to say addicted. Yeah. No, I don't want to say addicted. It's enjoying the app, man. Yeah. It's enjoying the app. But also, it's your job. Like, you, right, currently, yeah. you, make, you really want to make content creation your job. Yes. So you are mm -hmm. consistent. Consistent, You're giving the yeah. people what they want. Mm -hmm. You're, like, giving people the content. Yep. And I think that's, for me, that's, it's great to hear because I know a lot of people downgrade the amount of work that goes into content creation as a whole. Yeah. I think people have a lot more respect for YouTube now because they're like, it's a lot of work and editing and stuff. I felt like TikTok, people are like, ah, people just, you know, they just. Hey, I was also getting those, um, those, what do you call them? Comments. Comments, you know, where people would be like, are you on TikTok? And also considering my age. Because I feel like what we were talking about earlier on, I feel like a lot of people think TikTok is just for like teenagers yeah. or youngsters. How old are you now? I'm 28, turning 29. This year? This year. You know. but, but that's the thing because I know internationally and, and granted we're not, we're not, you know, the level that it is internationally, especially when it comes to getting paid. Yeah. 
but you see how some TikTokers have just been able to make their career out of it to venture into different things, into music, into film, into TV. To fashion. Into fashion. Mm -hmm. And so now it's like, okay, understanding the amount of content that goes out, understanding that you're also under, like right now TikTok sets trends. Music. I always, always make an example of music. Yeah. I always tell people that now I, I listen to music, ne? Mm -hmm. but I'm not a person who follows trending music. Yeah. Sometimes I'd always like catch music that had trended after a while. You know, I'm that person. Yeah. But because now I'm on TikTok, I'd hear a song and I'd be like, okay, I know that song because I've heard it on TikTok. Or, you know, a song, even a song before it even trends on other social media platforms, it will always start on TikTok. It will be introduced on TikTok first, then it will go on other social media. Sure, okay, because I was like, once I started finding out and learning that, that like TikTok is the app to be on, to grow, and because personally, like, me on YouTube, I took a break and coming back, so now it's, yeah. the mission is to grow the channel. I was like, TikTok, okay, I'm paying attention. I mean, I wasn't posting eight a day, but we might have to change <laughs> that up <laughs> and do the thing. Post two, at least. Close to. <laughs> but I think what I'm really excited about is that, especially for, for creators of color, mm -hmm. because we've almost been, not we almost, we have been at a disadvantage, especially yes. when it comes to getting the coins mm -hmm. and getting the coins for the amount of followers that we have. Yeah. And so now it's like, okay, cool. Not only can you grow your audience in SA, you can grow your audience around the continent very easily. Mm -hmm. But then on our channel, we had um, on the A1's TikTok, yeah. we had a number of videos like do really well yeah. and I'm looking like I was looking at the followers because I was, I was starting to doubt things I'm <laughs> like I don't know and I'm looking at the followers I'm like no man I, like you're a real person like I saw some of our friends some of my friends following some of the people who've been following the A1 mm. for a while I'm like these are real people they are real people that's why I'm saying I think I think TikTok is such a huge platform yeah. honestly and you get to your content gets to reach a large, a large audience yeah. compared to other social media platforms. So in your dream world, what would you love to happen from TikTok in all of this? Like what would be the dream? Okay. In my dream world, I actually want to pave a way from, a, to pave a way for me or like create a career path that will lead me into acting like in the acting industry, because I think that's where my heart is, you know? Um, yeah. And also just making money, finding me when the one, where the money resides. <laughs> because dang, yeah. for eight posts a day, I need to get paid. <laughs> oh my gosh, Sosa, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you for having me. Like, this, this was... Been... This was... Yeah, this is great time. Beautiful. Nice. Well, okay, guys, make sure you follow the real so so. The real it's the real underscore so so on all socials, right? It's on all socials besides Facebook, of course. Do the things and yeah. Um, thank you so much for coming today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for doing this. I'm really excited. I'm also so excited to be part of this. I can't wait. <laughs> now, I'm very curious because you are one of the few South African TikTokers who have reached a million followers. Yes, yes. <laughs> that is literally insane to me. So I want to know, firstly, let's start with when did you first get on the app? Uh, I think it was in 2017 when it was still musically, but I was not really posting. It was that thing of creating videos, take them to WhatsApp or anything like that, you know, just look at them. But I started actually posting in 2019 when it changed to TikTok. Okay. Now, to just go back a bit, 
so you're turning so you're turning 25 in june on the first of june you are a working girl did you go to university yes i went to university but now i'm working what did you study in university i did ba in geography and archaeology and also did postgrad in geography at reds sure okay that's good and you're working now you have a full-time job yes so i have like an Sweet. eight to five <laughs> you have a nine to five so you have a nine to five and then you have this incredible TikTok career going on on the side yes so tell me how is it managing creating TikTok in 2019 like in the early days while you were working were you posting every day like how was it at the beginning uh it was not that deep i could say because TikTok was still being introduced this side so it was not that serious until maybe around june 2019 we started having workshops and then i was still going to school so I had to manage the school time and also the content creating situation. So, yeah, but I was working around it because I could create a lot of videos and then save on drafts and then put throughout the week. So, yeah, I've been trying to manage. I think I like the pressure that everything comes with. Yeah, I guess some people really enjoy, like, even I think with me as well, like you thrive under the pressure, like you just get it done. And when you have too much time is when you become lazy. Yes, true. That's true. <laughs> now, um, in, the, in the early stages, what was TikTok like? Like in 2019, before Corona, before the world shut down and everybody was on TikTok, what was it like? To me, it was just a platform to have fun, like create fun videos. But for most people, it was just like, what are these people doing? Like, really, what is this tick tick thing? They even gave it a name. It was so not, I don't know. But for me, it was having fun and then also admiring to see the creators that I'm seeing on the app. Because when I heard about the South Africa um, content creation thing and the fact that the creators go there and meet, I, I saw that as a good opportunity as well. As much as we didn't know how of impact TikTok will have in South Africa, but we were just, you know, having fun. Nothing yeah. was involved other than, yeah, it was just us and having fun. Then, then when did you realize, oh, wait, I've got something here, like, there was something here? I think when I started working with the brand in around... I think in 2020, yeah, I started working with Netflix and then I was like, mm. and then I started having like, you know, t um, having some of the TV programs, wanting the videos to play on their side, interviews, I was like, okay, now hold up, this is massive. <laughs> now we are working here. That's when I started realizing that TikTok is actually doing the most, mostly this side. So so Netflix was the first company that you worked with? Yes. As a brand? As a brand, yeah. Tell me that feeling because, dang, that is a good first brand yes. to work with. Like, and it was a big one. How was, how was your experience with that? Uh, it was fun because whatever I was required to do was not that deep. They were promoting the Blood and Water um, series. And I really enjoyed this kind of movie. So for me, it was something that I liked. To do and the video was not that complex when it comes to the brief and stuff like this so i was like and i was so excited that oh wow if a brand can come to me at this point meaning that we're moving <laughs> we're actually going somewhere how many followers did you have when they contacted you uh i think i already reached half a million yeah yeah a young half a million in a in just over a year because it started in 2019 yes i started in 2019 and then like around june i think i got like 100k and then around september that's when one of my videos went viral and then i got like half a million in less than a week it was just massive so a lot of things were happening whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> hold up you were at a hundred thousand followers and then in less than a week or in a week's time, you were with five, you had 500, half a million, 500,000 followers. What happened? So this video just blew. I, I don't know what happened. People liked the video and it went to like 60 million views. 
And I was just like, okay, now it's coming, it's coming. But another thing with that, I was not too excited because it went, Sarafia people didn't really recognize me. So I was popular in other countries. You know, when they see me going live, they're like, you're famous in our country. Man. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. So, and also it was not a video that had my face on it. That was another thing. Because I posted this video about the, uh, the building demolishing in South Africa that happened. And it was during the time where, you know, like the government politics, hey, they don't have money, but they have money for demolishing a building. So it, to me, it was just thing of, it's debatable and stuff like this. When I posted it, I just wanted people's views around that. But people took it as a way of, okay, if this building went down in two seconds, are the people fine? You know, they were so worried about the people yeah okay so so that's an interesting thing to know so what made you post it i was in i was interested with the the whole sustainability part of it i did geography school so it goes into my head when i see stuff like this so i think of the environment i think of a lot of things yeah it was a matter of environmental science and sustainability it had nothing to do with the video with the building going down i mean look it's still within your interest and it still brought you half a million followers, which is insane. Um, and so I guess it has its perks, but I can definitely see how it would also have its downside because people weren't coming to you, to you per se, or to your content. This was just a unique situation. So how often would you post? I just heard something today. Sosa told me that she posts eight times a day. Wow. Okay, I see where she's coming from. <laughs> Because I was also like that at some point that I would post almost, I don't know, five videos a day, a week. It's like massive videos. But for now, because of time, I have to just make sure at least I post every day one video. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it sounds like in the beginning that's you just keep going and you just keep creating and putting out videos. I also don't want to ghost my followers. I want to for them to stay to actually see that I'm still there, although I have other things to do. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, okay. So here you are, you were at 100,000 followers. You were just, you were creating content, posting about like five times a day, about 100,000. Then you have this unique video that goes viral, 16 million views. Six zero actually. <laughs> Six zero, not even one six. Oh Lord! <laughs> and then you are at half a million. I mean, you're a million now, like you're one point one. So obviously, six hundred thousand people still followed you for you. So after that moment, did it change how you were posting? Did it change your relationship with TikTok? Like, what happened after that moment? Yeah, I just continuously posting. And okay, after the one million video, honestly, like I didn't know what to do. Should I continue with whatever I'm posting? Should I give them that type of a video? But at the same time, I want them to see who I am. I want to promote myself. So I went back to posting what I post. And yeah, sometimes, you know, you have a video next to it. It has uh, 60 million and the next one just have a few hundred thousand views. It's just like... <laughs> but at the same time, I wanted... because. Uh, from there, I learned that I need to build the following around me. So I need to create content that actually relatable to people that I stay with. So I started creating like relatable content, like meme, having um, African attire exchange. And then I realized that I had one video that went to like 2.3 million views where I was just changing the outfits with African clothes. Then I was like, okay, then now we're coming because I know this is our people that I'm looking for. You know, they're interested in what I'm producing, not just a post from the internet or something like that. Did you do anything different in terms of like your communication with TikTok, how you were posting, the, the um, collaborations, any of that? So after the 2.3 million views video, no, I just continued how I used to do things, you know, post whatever is relatable. Because another thing I learned throughout the workshops is that people like uh, relatable content, right? So I was trying to do that. 
so i just continue posting as much as i can and also because for me like tiktok is more fun than actually you know making millions out of it that can be a bonus so when i joined tiktok i wanted to have fun and i continue with that fun although like i had like those tips and all stuff when i started losing followers and but i didn't stop creating how i used to create because i know okay, like hold on so you you lost some followers yes. what happened there um i think it was in 2020 in 2019 late way um was it 2019 or 2020 beginning so people started unfollowing me and another thing that i realized is that i was not giving people the content that they followed me for because when they came to the as a big number they came looking for like demolishing buildings and stuff like that so that was not the content that i create because i wanted to create more memes fashion you know stuff like this because i don't have like a specific thing that i'm creating on the app then that really got into me i was so hurt i wanted to stop this tiktok thing <laughs> But then I realized that, you know what, maybe I should treat it the way how I joined TikTok. I, I was there for fun. Because if you are changing your perspective to fun, you don't care about the views, you don't care about the followers, everything that just come, you know, as it is. So I had to teach myself that. And then, yeah, then I started growing. If I'm getting one million, then that's fine. If I'm getting brand deals, then that's fine. But I don't have to forget why I'm on TikTok, which is for fun. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I mean, it's, it's great and important to have fun with it, which is, which I'm glad you're putting at the forefront of things to be like, you know what? I want to have fun. And I think it's also good, even though it, I'm sure it hurt at the time. I think it's good that those who came for the demolishing video left. <laughs> Yes. You really wanted your community to be local. You really wanted your community to be African. And so once you saw that African outfits, fashion video trend, you kept doing that. So you need to consistently giving people what they want, right? Yeah. And remove this whole mentality that ah, I'm working. What do I do? Why? And why my videos are not doing well? So I think if we start treating it as having fun and everything, because you will never know when which video will hit the masses. That is one thing about TikTok. So you can create as many as you can, and then one video just decided to go east. So <laughs> you'll never know. That is so true. Like, sometimes you think a video is going to do well and it doesn't, and then the video you didn't think anything. <laughs> and then it's out there. He's just like, oh, but... Oh. You know, so you can predict those things. <laughs> just continuously posting. True. Just post every day yeah. if you can. How did you find working with brands, negotiating, handling the business side of things? Because you don't have a manager, right? No, I don't. <laughs> so you're doing things by yourself. You're doing this solo. How has that been? Okay, so initially, Right. When I started working with brands, it was more of excitement than, you know, seeing the bigger picture out of it. When a brand comes to me, I'm like, oh, I'm recognized. So whatever money they come with. So it was so hard to even negotiate it. Just take it as it is. But as time goes on, that's when I realized that, you know, what, it's so hard to gain followers everywhere. And the, the amount and effort that I put in the video, it's a lot. So... When a brand come with the amount that is not aligned to my rate, I will be like, I'll give them my rate. I say, okay, I see your budget, but this is my rate. We can negotiate around that. If they don't want to negotiate to a level where I can understand, I'll be like, okay, it's fine. Just move along. I believe that whatever is meant for me will stay. I love that. I, manager who? You don't need a manager here. You are saying, you don't meet my rates. Goodbye. Thank you. What's for me is for me. I love that. I absolutely love that. And you do this while having, handing a nine to five. So that's incredible. But I feel like now, I need a manager would, though, because there's a lot happening right now. Hey. Okay. I feel like I need a manager. It's a lot happening. Like things are doing I the worst. So I think that too. I think a million people have managers and have far less than a million. And so, and so I think it's time that you get one, especially because you have a nine to five. But that's why I'm excited about our masterclass, like the masterclass I'm doing with you guys, because we're going to talk about the business side of things and the parts that you can give to somebody else when it's time to give to somebody else to handle for you. And for you, we need to find you a manager. 
I'm sure by the time this video, people watch this video, they're going to be like, where's the We need a pause number. I need someone who will go there. I want everything to be finalized for me. If there's a campaign, when they talk to me, it's already done. I just go and create. I don't mind creating videos. <laughs> I love doing that. I think that's, yeah, for a creator, that's like the perfect spot to be in, right? You focus on creating and they focus on the business. But I like the fact that you've negotiated already. So you know how it works, right? Because I think when you haven't been able to do it yourself, then it's easy for people to take advantage of you. But because you know how it works, you're able to, to pick the right person as, as well. What would you love the dream to be? Like TikTok, I mean, you're already big on TikTok. I'm sure you're going to grow on every other platform. What would, what would you love to happen from all of this social media life? Because opportunities, hey, they can come right, left, center. We don't know. Okay, I want to grow, like grow big. I want to grow in a way that I'm inspired by people like Bonang and their lifestyles, whatever they're giving us. So it inspires me. So I want to grow in a way that I can be able to have like my stand-up business, you know, uh, have something big that is happening on my side. Because at the same time with the whole entertainment, you can't predict anything. You need to have a stable something that is happening. So I want you to help me with that growth too. As much as I love doing whatever I'm doing, at the same time, I need to build a legacy. So, yeah, when I go, I must leave a footstep on this planet. That I was I here. Absolutely. <laughs> I freaking love that. I love that so much, especially, I believe, especially as black kids, as black people, like, because for a number of people, our generation, maybe the generation before us but from our generation we will be setting that legacy financially we'll be setting that legacy in terms of like education and all of those things so i love the fact that you're already thinking that way i can tell that you are not this is not a, a play by play this is not a small thing for you like no we are thinking big we need to break all this poverty in Africa situations that is happening around the world. <laughs> but I'm glad we're having these conversations. I'm glad these conversations are on as many different platforms as we're putting them on so that more people are aware that we need different kind of creators. We need different kind of we need different kinds of black creators who can talk about history, who can talk about finance, who can talk about all these different things that, yes, in an entertaining way, because everybody wants to be entertained. You know, we want to learn and be entertained at the same time. Um, but that TikTok is a viable platform for education as well. And I love that. Okay, is there, has there been any part of the, TikTok journey that you have struggled with or are still figuring out? Okay, um, yeah. So, one thing that is like difficult with me with the app is when, because I'm on my workshops, I'm told to, you know, keep up with the trend, use trending sounds and all stuff. And you find that there's a song that has. So many swearing words as one person that i don't like swearing and i don't want to build that community with my followers they know that when it comes to me we don't swear this side so you find that okay now i want to jump into that trend with that sound but i can't because the sound is already doing the most and i found myself sometimes where i created a video I think it was a basset challenge. I did a video because when I looked at the challenge, it was more of, oh, that's a fashion trend. You go down, you change your clothing. Then the whole Twitter issue came in. I was like, okay, let's revent. That's not me. And then I got to learn the meaning of the sound, which is how, what it means. We just, on TikTok, it was just a different perspective around it. <laughs> But now, yeah, I didn't like the video after that. I was just like, you know what, that's not the content that I'm giving out. Because I need to understand the sound. I started learning to understand the sound before I can actually post anything about it. Because, yeah, there's so many things happening. So that's one thing that I find it very challenging with the app. And you find that it's a very interesting trend. It's an innocent trend. But it doesn't speak to my brand.
but I, I love the fact that you're conscious of that, that you're protective of that. And I do hope that the platform TikTok really gauges, like, I don't want to say, well, yeah, maybe sift through some of the songs and some of the words that are being said in the lyrics, because some of these songs are dang, like, there were a lot for people to listen to. Um, so I think that's such a beautiful thing because for me, what I've gained from you a lot, what I'm learning about you a lot is that you're very intentional about the community that you, that you have, like you want to make sure that they're African and South African. You want to make sure that you're not promoting, you know, music that you don't endorse. You want to make sure that you're building legacy. And these are the type of creators that I hope we have everywhere, not just on TikTok. I hope we have as many as possible because that's such a beautiful trait. And I hope you never lose that because you. you should never. But to wrap things up, to wrap things up, you did say you wanted to be as, you know, you wanted to grow and you're inspired by someone by Bonang. But what exactly would you like to have? Like your own fashion line? Or is it like acting? Like where exactly would you like to grow to? Uh, okay, so I know like when you're in university, right? You're doing your degree. You start thinking, or hey, maybe I'm in the wrong side of things and stuff like this. So I started falling in love with acting in a way that I started doing supporting actress stuff I did with the, the Queen, the Ferguson's and stuff like this. Yeah, I was like, okay, I want to act. I don't do the ex. I know, like, I'm shy, but I'll gain the confidence that side. And, but throughout, it's just starting to fade away. Maybe because I was, I did entertain it and then I let it go. Because, yeah. And then after that, I started falling in love with, you know, doing fashion stuff. Maybe I can just pose for this brand, being in front of camera, doing the most. Yeah, I think if I can do something, we'll have to be along the fashion side of things more than it is in acting, like that side, yeah. Yeah, well, I hope it all happens. You have a whole life to accomplish the most amazing things and I hope you get as many opportunities as possible. But yeah, well, thank you so much for your time. This was great. Thank you so much for having me. I was so nervous, but hey. We passed through it. <laughs> there was nothing to be worried about. You killed it. And that's it for me. Thank you so much for watching. I will be back next week, Thursday. So make sure you subscribe, put on the notification bell, give this video a like. And if you have any questions or comments, put it in the comment section down below. Until next time, bye.